Welcome to the Swike Podcast, the only podcast that shares the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers, and life. The Swike Podcast, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier podcast. We're here with our guest host, Tony. Tony, how are you doing today? I'm very good. How about you, bud? I'm fantastic as always. So Tony comes to us with a background in business and entrepreneurship. And uh, well, if you want to share a little bit about what you're up to these days, and then we'll go back in time and talk a little bit about your journey. So what are you up to these days, Tony? Okay, so um, three major things I'm doing right now. Um, the most importantly is um, I'm doing two franchises, uh, franchises and one real estate. So okay. the three major things, one franchise is about education. Another one is food industry. I know it's a it's a, it's a big gap there. Yeah. And then the next one is um, uh, real estate. So uh, that's the three major things I'm doing right now. So uh, for the first franchise, um, I have been doing this for almost five years. Okay. That's actually right um, right after university. I had a one year pause, basically thinking about my life kind of thing. And then <laughs> um, I accumulated some arrows. I, I did some trial and arrows, and I located this. Um, I locate this as well. I, I locate this industry that I really want to get into. So I just, just, I just jumped in and then Sounds I've been good. doing it for five years. So I would say that, um, most of the experiences and most of the, uh, even the capital that I have right now is by this business. And right. then, um, during the five years, I've been, um, very interested in real estate, um, mm-hmm. the rental markets and those renovation markets as well. So I kind of dive into that as well. So uh, the last one is pretty recent. We've been waiting. Um, we've been waiting for this opportunity, and we finally nailed it. Um, for we finally nailed it literally just one month ago. Um, okay. And the, uh, the the third location is going to be opening up soon, um, somewhere in November or December. Hopefully in November. Yeah. So that's so, that's what I'm up to right now. Sounds good. So a, a lot of different successes there, but. Uh, it may or may not have started that way. So I'd love it if we rewinded a little bit and learned okay. a little bit about Tony as a kid. So okay. what, what was Tony like as a kid? What was he like growing up? Like early, fond childhood memories? Uh, what were you like as a kid? Um, I, I would put it this way. Um, I'm, so I was, uh, I was a very naughty kid. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and I was that kind of kid that everyone is like, oh, Tony, oh, that, that kid. You know, uh, okay. when people mention that kid. So... Uh, back then, especially when I was young, I was really energetic. Okay. I always have different thoughts, and I like to, you know, I like to joke around. I like to be the ones who is um, be the one in the classroom that when the teacher said something. I was like, no, I don't, I don't agree. I don't agree, okay. agree with you. So I was that kind of kid, right? So um, I was always having a self-image as someone who's unique, okay. in a way that it's almost strange, okay, not really a likable personality. And then I had a lot of um, I had a lot of experiences with friendship, um, friendship that um, kind of got me into who I am today. That I know that if in order for me to treasure, in order for me to grow and be successful, I need people that trust me. I need mm. people who like me. So that's how I kind of need to twist my personality a little bit and learn from the brighter side, but not going. Deep into the dark side. So that's how I were, how, how I were um, when I was um, a younger kid. Um, and by the way, I've always had the entrepreneurship spirit in myself. Um, partially, it's coming from my parents, my dad specifically, because uh, he was a businessman as well. 
and then he's always he's always taking me into different um, business environments, uh, business scenarios, dinners, lunch, you know, chat with um, with his partners, right? So I I kind of got uh, the exposure of how the business world should be, and then it got okay. I, it, it just I had that interest, general interest into the business field because um, from what I can I could remember is that he would be able to touch into different industries and meet different people, doctors, um, lawyers, accountants, all that kind of people. And then that just got me very excited and very, hey, you know what? This is one, if I just do business, I can get in touch with all industry everybody. people, yeah. everybody. And then I don't have to be just diving to just one thing and you know just be very boring there. I, I'm always <laughs> chasing after the fun, chasing after the interest. Um, so I'm a, a second generation immigrant. So okay. my parents took me, um, in Canada. And when I come to Canada, the first thing I did, of course, like a lot of, um, um, kids who came here when they were 17, 18 is to apply for university, getting to university. Um, so in terms of the background, in terms of the, um, um, the culture difference, culture shock, I was actually, I was amazed by how different it, it is between Canada and my hometown, right? Okay. And I learned the Canadian way or the the Western world way of hanging out with people, uh, of um, getting in touch with people and grow in, in, in this environment. So that's, that's how. Yeah, that, that's awesome. And I'd love if we kind of unpack some of that a little bit. So I'd love mm -hmm. if we start a little bit earlier. Okay, you're this energetic kid always, mm -hmm. Sounds like it's causing trouble a little bit, being the one who <laughs> who uh, is almost against the teacher. When when did that start changing? So was it more like in the high school where you kind of realized, oh, okay, I need to surround myself with, with friends or people that can kind of okay. help me be successful? Or was that university? Or when did that transition happen? Or uh, I'll be, maybe I'll be you're naughty honest. and you're just not telling us. But <laughs> Yeah, I'll be, I'll be perfectly honest. I was So let's put it in this way. I, I would love your um, listeners to be knowing my real story as well, right? Sure. This is a story kind of deep down. So um, I was a very spoiled kid. Hmm. My parents kind of provided everything for me. Yeah. And then um, my dad had a bankruptcy okay. when I was um, about 16 years old, 17 years old. And that's actually partially part of the reason why we're moving to Canada as well. Hmm. So um, my, my, my parents divorced when I was um, um, about 16. And okay partially the reason over there. And then just for that short period of time, the feeling of, you know, having everything mm -hmm. to when I came to Canada, living in the basement, have nothing. Mm. That's, that's a huge difference. Right. And then it took me a while for me to even adjust to um, the real world yeah. and to the person who I am, to, who I am today. Is that if, if I tell you that, oh, because the one event that happened, it's always the accumulating event. And I like sure. to be honest. I like to be straightforward with, with you because hey, you want to know my story and this is my story, <laughs> right? And every, I believe everyone's story is different. And my story, my life changing event really is the, the immigration and mm. the divorce of my parents that lead, that left a huge impact in my life. And, um, at that particular moment, I know that if I'm still, the boy that I was before, the naughty kid, the spoiled kid, and <laughs> wanted to have, you know, and could have access to a lot of things, um, I will fail. I, I will definitely fail. And then yeah. at that particular moment, um, I still remember that was a, 
it, it was a summertime too. And my mom's like, Hey, you know what? You need to go, you need to go out and find a job. You need to go, mm-hmm. whatever you want can do. If it's cash job, you know, it's $10, $9, that's fine. You know, you have to get into a society. You have to know, you have to have an accelerated course to know how, how real life is. And then, you know, a 17 year old boy, you know, very new to the country and knows pretty much nothing about how the, the system and how the culture works. I just have to, you know, get my foot wet. And then um, that's how I mature so fast and mature mm. so, I would say, so, so deeply. Yeah. 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 What I would take from that is um, there's a quote that, that I love, and I was just chatting with someone earlier about this. Um, mm. For there is nothing good or bad, mm-hmm. and thinking makes it so, right? Because yes. on face value, like having to move halfway across the world, dad having bankruptcy, getting into divorce, that sounds horrible. That yes. sounds not very good at all. But yes. the silver lining is, well, that version of Tony would have been a spoiled brat. <laughs> that, that wouldn't have been able to, to accomplish much. But now... Tony's a man with uh, like two franchises and a real estate business that, that's thriving and, and has a lot more lessons to to, sh- to share with other folks. Uh, so there's definitely a, a goodness that came out about yeah. that. Sometimes and- I believe in the, uh, the parallel world, right? <laughs> yeah. the, the parallel uh, universe. I feel like that's exactly kind of mentioned um, what we're talking about right now. If, if yeah. I was the spoiled kid I, I was before, um, I wouldn't be the man I am right now. Yeah. And I'd love if you are willing to kind of take us back. So let's see if you, if you can even remember. So mm-hmm. mom says, Hey, you need to go get a job, right? Mm-hmm. You're new to the country. You don't really know, like, what's the thought going in your, in your head? What are the first things that you decide to do? Are you like going on the internet and, and trying to f- uh, find a job? Are you like have a pack of resumes and walking down the street with it or asking friends? What, what was, what was that process like? Well, the first thing that I said to my mom is to remember, hell no. <laughs> oh, there's no way for me to do it. I just there's right. no way for me to do it. Just I, yeah. I don't know. Like I, I don't have any techniques. I don't skills. I don't have yeah. nothing. And um, I still remember my mom and my dad, my stepdad. Uh, they were so they took a newspaper. You know how the Chinese newspaper over sure. here, yeah, and yeah. they have a lot of advertisements. Basically, find jobs uh, <laughs> over there. So they were like, hey, you know what, Tony? Let's do that. Right. You make the call, you call them, you can, you can call them in Chinese as well. I'm like, okay, you know what? I, I will try it. Um, I don't, I don't know. And guess what? The first call that I had, the guy's like, Hey, you know what? We need some manpower over here. So my first job was on the construction site, moving sand, okay. sand. Okay. So that's how it gets started. I'm like, Hey, this isn't too bad. I went there and then it was, it was so hard. It was, it was so hard. I sweat a lot. Um, it's, it's, it's a two weeks kind of experiences and the end of two weeks. Um, it, it was actually from my mom. I was like, "Oh my god, this two weeks you get you become so much darker, and then you're having so much injuries on your arms, and then uh, you shouldn't be doing it." So let's find something that's that's in a restaurant or something. So okay. in that one summertime, I did construction. I was helping someone who's cutting trees. I was helping someone <laughs> moving sandbags. To I was um, in a restaurant and being a waiter, being a busboy there. Right. Uh, so remember, I, I, I you know. Um, the, the restaurant's name, I don't know if you tried it's uh, all you can eat restaurant called Matsuda. So they, okay. they yeah. at that back then they had a new, new location, which had kept, um, Teppanyaki at the first, okay. <laughs> and, and that was in, in Dow Mills in New York Mills. So that's okay. my first, that's the first restaurant uh, experience that I had <laughs> right there. 
Sounds good. So, so yeah. shout out to uh, Matsuda, Don Mills, and York Mills if anybody's <laughs> in the Toronto area and want to check them out. Uh, and so, so this is your 17, and that's you're not. Are you not yet in university, or you were going into, or like what? Where, where, where is that? Because I'm curious to to hear uh, the transition into school. Like, what okay. was that transition like? So I I haven't been in university yet. I just I literally right. just graduated high school. So by the time, by the way, um, when I mentioned I'm 17, because my birth is August, right? My birth gotcha. is August the fourth. So um, for that one month, sort of two months from June to uh, July. So that's the that that's the two months where I had the experiences <laughs> of, of the construction site and and restaurant. Right. And then that time I have already had an offer from UTSC. And okay. then even by selecting, by choosing UTSC was, was really just because it's close to home because we used to live <laughs> in Scarborough, right? Right. Um, and then I haven't, um, I haven't really accepted any offer yet. Again, I got, I got this feeling that, you know, I wanted to be close to home. So okay. I will be able to help my mom and dad out. And at, at the same time, I really don't know which school should I go to? Because I have sure. no information about that. I just know, okay, you know, I get into the school. So uh, I made a decision, I believe. Um, yeah. Well, I, by then I made a decision, you know, well, I'm going to go UTSC. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. So so you're now started in UTSC and I, I can guess that you're pretty good at making friends. <laughs> what what was that process like to kind of uh, immerse yourself in the, in the university environment? So first year, second year was... Um, was actually kind of, if I looked back, it was the best time of my life. Okay. First year and second year, I made a lot of friends because, um, you know, we have a lot of uh, um, clubs. We have a mm -hmm. lot of um, um, events that I can go to, right? And being in management gives me a lot of exposure to these uh, networking events as well. And I was able to, um, you know, know a lot of people, know a lot of mentors as well, including Luki. I know Luki. I think I know you from... Third year or fourth year? I think it's fourth year. Okay. Yeah, I think it's fourth year. Fourth year university, and that's actually by um, introduced by another um, another uh, uh, that thing was called the hub, right? Mm -hmm. I was introduced by William, who who was the one who kind of got in touch with me. Who was uh, we're gonna talk about the story a little bit later, but my first <laughs> sure. year, second year, really is just um, a lot of fun. I would say a lot of fun, meeting a lot of people. But I'd be perfectly honest, I, I, by that time, I don't really know which industry I'm going into. Okay. I'm not sure whatsoever. My primary goal is to get a higher GPA and okay. get a co-op job. I remember at that time, I believe that we're trying to seek for a co-op opportunity in second year. Okay. And then um, basically my first year is you know building my resume and doing all the pre- um, pre-work so that I can um, be able to place in the first co-op position. And then okay. um, getting to second year, when I find, find my first co-op, it was in a small marketing firm. firm. Okay. Um, I believe it's called Chilo Graphics. Mm -hmm. um, I, again, I, I had four months over there, learned quite a lot. But then again, that, that kind of confirmed, com at that particular moment, I confirmed my idea of that. I don't really like to be in a corporate or even um, I don't want to, like, I don't want to work for someone. I want to work for myself. Sure. So and not because the experience is not good. It's just, um, you know, when, when you are working, when you're constantly working, you can have an idea, right? And throughout the university time from first year to first year to fourth year, I believe, 
first year, I landed a job at Home Depot. That's my first like, official Canadian job that I would okay. say um, I was there for about one year. So I was a I was a sales associate at flooring mm-hmm. department. That's why even if you <laughs> ask me about flooring right now, I'm like, hey, you know what the nanolade, the hardwood, tiling, everything. I know everything, right? So about that. Um, so that gives me the fundamental of how to talk to customers, how to talk to right. people, right? Because um, I, I still remember I, I have to be like I have to talk to different people from different backgrounds, contractors. Sometimes it's just customers are coming here to to grab it. And then um, normally what I would do is that I would locate their needs mm-hmm. and then I would do my best to help them. A lot of my okay. colleagues, they're just, I, I, I feel like they're doing the job for the sake of doing a job. Sure. Um, I think at that particular moment, I was like, hey, you know what? If I can affect someone's life positively by giving some advice and within my knowledge and I can make sure. them happy, at the end of the day, yeah. they leave a smiley face and happy face. That's so good. Right? It feels yeah. good. It gives me that um, that achievement to do so. That yeah. that again goes back to the fundamental of um, confidence building and mm. also the language building as well. So I, I my English has improved a lot um, <laughs> during that eight during that uh, one year with Home Depot. Yeah, and that's well, amazing. That, that, that location is also close to home, so it's like walking <laughs> walking distance to home. So that's perfect. Yeah, convenience right. is always helpful. Exactly. And um, so, so what I took from that is for, for those out there in, in mm-hmm. school, even if you're in a co-op program, mm-hmm. then in, invest some time maybe in, in a part-time job, a summer job or something ahead of that because that helps with the first job because usually the first job is the hardest to get right? you got it. when you have zero experience. So even if it's whatever, construction, restaurant, Home Depot, anywhere, mm-hmm. like see if you can uh, get something and then it matures you. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I love what you said about uh, really having the customer in mind, like understanding mm-hmm. their needs and helping them. Mm-hmm. It helps build confidence, helps build your, your language. Mm-hmm. And if, if you can put a smile on their face with something as simple as like advice on laminate or hardwood or whatever, <laughs> then then uh, I think that that's uh, helpful as well. Mm-hmm. So, so I'd love if you shared a little bit. So you mentioned the, the first a co-op term at the marketing firm. And I think you got a job at Honda afterwards. And yes. then we, you alluded to that we connected uh, at the hub, which is the startup incubator there. Yes. So I'd love if you walk us through kind of that, uh, I guess the second co-op term slash mm-hmm. uh, your journey into your own entrepreneurial side. Uh, okay. If you, can, if you can walk us through that. Perfect. So, um, you know, I mentioned I was in Home Depot for one year, right? So yeah. as a transition, what happened is that I had a first co-op term and I had experiences mm-hmm. uh, in home, with Home Depot. And I decided, hey, you know what? I need to apply for something a little bit more, um, basically, you know, a little bit stepping stone to that. Yep. Um, so I applied for, I, I don't even know how the hiring manager found me. I, I, I dropped a lot of resumes, right? And then uh, <laughs> I, I landed a job in, uh, in TD, with TD. Okay. So again, it's, uh, it's a, um, it, they call it retail banking, right? So it's a customer service representative. And I was, was, I was there with TD, um, almost for almost three years. And mm. during that time, I also landed a co-op term with Honda. So I was, I was literally working TD part time and I was also working in Honda as well. So wow. I would go, uh, I would, um, go to Honda about seven o'clock in the morning, finish at about three o'clock. And then right away, about one hour drive, I have to go to the branch in, in TD. So that's that's literally my day. Sometimes sure. I have to work like five days every day for about like 12 hours um, wow. each day. So again, I was young, right? University kid, <laughs> have a lot of energy. Um, I, I actually don't know what's, what's, what's tiring. 
And I just sure. know that. It, and and I didn't even day, it's not only for the money that I'm working for. It's yeah. generally, I, I love, I actually enjoy the workplace. Even for Honda, I, I enjoy it. I, I love all my yeah. colleagues at Honda. They're really, they're treating me really nice. Um, and at TD as well, it's always an engaging and more happy atmosphere. Whenever I'm there, it's always yeah. good atmosphere there, right? Yeah. So, but one thing that I really learned from um, from the like both industry Honda and also TD, especially for TD actually, um, is that they have a slogan called "No need is too small and no dream okay. is too big." Okay. So that kind of just embedded in my in my in my blood, and, and it really just affected me even up until this moment. Is that let's say if it's yourself, right? You have a dream. You're like, hey, you know what? I want to do do this, do that. Um, maybe to some people, like, oh, that's a small dream. That's a small goal. But to sure. you, it's it's a big thing, right? So, um, and for the need, if you're treating someone, let's say if it's your students, if it's your client, if your customers, they have one small requirement, and you might feel that it's small, but for them, to them, it's a big thing. It, it's a, right. it, it matters a lot. So, um, take care of other people. Try your best and take care of other people and fulfill your dream. That's how I, I what I really learned from that. And right. um. And as I mentioned before, from Chilo Graphics, my first co-op term, I, I feel like I hey, I don't I don't really like and I don't enjoy working for someone. So um, it was actually by chance. So one of my friends, um, also we had a couple courses taken together. Uh, his name is William Jen. I, I really hope that later on you can have a he's he's the accounting guy. <laughs> sure, I really yeah. hope that you can have a podcast with him as well. So he was the one who was who was approaching me because back then he he had a project in. Year four, so the fourth year, he has a project it's called the Trendy Twin. So he was developing this app, and then um, it's something related to music. I'm not going to break down into details, but he came here and approached me. He said, "Hey, Tony, I'm doing this startup. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing this. Um, I'm having a group of people who's with me. I have my buddy here as well. We're we're with the hub, and then uh, mm-hmm. we're trying to make this a successful startup. Do you? So at first, he was like, "Would you like to invest?" Okay. Honestly, I, I don't even know where he got that. Hey, Tony has the money. I don't know where he, where he got that feeling from. I'm like, I found it pretty interesting. And so I was like, hey, you know what? Give me some time to think about it. So literally after two minutes, I find him. I found him back. I'm like, hey, you know what? I can invest. That's the first thing. Can okay. I also join your team as well? I want to nerf from okay. I wanted to join. I wanted to, um, you know, have this co-op. Um, I sort of have this startup uh, thing with you. And then he didn't even hesitate. He was like, "That's that sounds like a very interesting idea." So, well, you know, let let's let's talk to my other partners. So that's that's sure. where everything starts. And then one little event like that, even like, like even now when I look back, when I trace back, um, that one little conversation with with William kind of changed my life. Right. So that's how um, I had experience and had exposure to, you know, recruit the team first. Had a concept, um, work with everyone in the hub, and then fail, succeed, fail again, <laughs> fail again, fail again, and then succeed again. So yeah. um, these are the experiences that back then was you know just how everything started. That's awesome. And what I took from that is uh, sometimes opportunities just come about, but it's really up to you to seize them, right? Because you could have just said, "Well, no." No, forget about it. Or you exactly. could say, well, maybe I'll just invest. Or you, mm-hmm. you went the step further and said, I'll invest, but I also want to be part of the team and learn. Right. So I think that was you capitalizing on the opportunity 
and the other thing that I took from that was was relationships, right? Like staying connected, and oftentimes it's maybe by luck, <laughs> but it's the people that you surround yourself with yeah. that uh, can, can help you pull things through. And and I'd love if you share a little bit on your uh, your share Ed story, oh, wow. <laughs> a little bit about some of those activities. If you're Oof, willing to to share um, share a bit about that journey. Okay, so it's uh, long story short. If I talk about share Ed, it can we can talk about it for. Sure. For yeah. days, probably. Um, so <laughs> initially started, the reason why I would call it as shared is because that we, so back then, the concept of shared economy is mm. very hot, right? Everything yeah. like, for example, Uber, Airbnb yeah. were actually something that um, were pretty popular back then. And then we had, the, we had the mindset of, oh, you know what? Education, everyone's knowledge can be shared as well. So, for example, sure. if you have knowledge, you want to be to share this knowledge to someone else. You don't. Someone else doesn't have to find a tutor. It just have to select. It's it's kind of like um, it's kind of like the the app called. Um, I, I'm not sure if you're familiar. It's called called uh, Skillshare. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's an app or a platform called Skillshare. It's basically people uh, who are willing or who are able to share the skill sets. And mm -hmm. we wanted to have a platform that basically gives people the uh, opportunity to do so. Um, so initially we were, that's what we were thinking. Um, we were, we had a lot of, uh, we had a lot of thoughts in terms of that. <laughs> and, but the most important thing is the structure of the business is the structure of the idea. But in terms of execution, we were actually not really successful in terms of, um, putting that into, um, the real term or putting that to, into a real application. There's so many perspectives and so many aspects into it. One of them being the tech team, which is the developer team. We had some miscommunication with the tech team. And because that me, James, and Brian, William, were all um, tech, we don't have a tech background. So there are a lot of misunderstandings. There's a lot of wrongful um, expectation that we're, that we're having. Um, uh, look, give me one second, okay? Yeah. Sorry, Luki, I'm back. Yeah. I just deal with the background noise. That's it. Um, okay, so um, I, I, I do think that most of the blame is by myself. Because mm. I'm that type of guy that, hey, you know what? I want this to be done. I want yeah. it to be done. But not really thinking about the realistic part of it. Like, how is it going to be done? Right? The result is definitely right. very important. But the process is also important. How we're going to achieve that. That process is also important, too. So... It, back then, I was, I feel like I'm always putting my expectation, although I feel like in our team feel like their expectation is, is good. But then mm -hmm. if, if the, the expectation is not realistic, and then even your, your, your partners and the people who you work with feel like the same way too. Hey, it's a good idea, but it's, these are the functions we cannot implement. These are the timelines right. we cannot achieve. We're going to have problems. Right. And at the same time, I also made a mistake too, is by exploring so many other directions. So I was, I was really eager to make this business successful, right? So yeah. one project failed and I immediately jumped to another project. Mm. And then one project and in the middle of one project, I'm trying to explore another project. Although <laughs> everything is education, education related, but they're not really relevant. And we haven't really right. successfully accomplished one thing and we're already jumping to another. So yeah. I would say that um, 
I would admit, back then, a lot of mistakes and a lot of errors that were made by myself. I take full responsibility. I have to, I have to take full responsibility to, uh, of it. Okay. Um, again, back then when we were doing it, I didn't feel that way. I just feel like, hey, people cannot could not uh, catch up with my pace. <laughs> I was the fast thinking guy. I was like, hey, bam, 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 let's get it down. But then now that I look back, hey, there are so many things I haven't learned enough. I haven't maintained a relationship good enough. I haven't executed the task that we're assigned to me. And last sure. but not least, which is also the most important thing, is that I'm putting a lot of my thoughts in a um, in a in an almost dictating way to other people. Mm. Although that the, the team environment is good and you know, everyone's having fun, everyone's enjoying me doing it, but I'm not really hearing a lot of advice. I'm not really, um, really accepting and adjusting what other people's telling me, but I'm just feel yeah. like, hey, you know what? I wanted to do this way. You guys are gonna follow me and let's do it this way, <laughs> right? So um, that's really to the final failure of um, I, I, okay, let's let's not put it a failure, not that yeah. successful of uh, the Sharet. That's my first startup business, and this is also sure. a business with with James as well, right? We had one of the pretty successful event that we that we had is that we had a summer camp um, that yeah. was uh, we were having some students coming from Shanghai, China. Um, we hosted pretty successful events, collaborating with one of the uh, the drama acting school in local Toronto. Um, okay. that's, that's one of the events we're really successful, uh, we're really successful about, but, uh, other than that, um, I would say sure that is really a trial and error for us. And especially for <laughs> myself, um, we fail more than we succeed, but eventually mm. we also, whoever is working in the business, we all learn a lot and learns a ton from that. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, almost sounds sad to, like to to you know to um to describe it one more time and it's almost sad <laughs> well it's one of those things where uh it reminds me of a quote uh never lose win or learn yeah. right so you can even say that none of it was a failure it was just a a huge uh lesson <laughs> yeah. that, that hopefully you're able to take uh, a couple other things that, that i found uh from from the story is well, take advantage of the resources around you. So you obviously started some of this with the help of the hub, the, the startup incubator at UT Scarborough. Yeah. But whatever school you're in, the chances are there is some sort of entrepreneurial program in there or go to the city or go to your community group. There's so many of them around the city and sometimes they're not so well marketed, but if you know someone and they can point you in the right direction, then you have access to a lot of resources, a lot of partners, a lot of people thinking the same thing sometimes that's all it takes as well 100% uh, and the the other lesson was well sometimes uh, you have to fall <laughs> before you learn because possibly these these so-called failures these quote unquote failures were the reason that why you're able to be a little bit more successful now so, that's right um, I, i'd love if you kind of shared after university graduated the shared experience underneath your belt like what was that transition uh into all the successes that you're, you're uh, working on right now okay so um after that little failure uh, i have to i have to also mention one thing that happened like drastically and changed my life during the process okay. is that i got i got married at uh, okay 22 and then that's okay. when i'm doing share right 
Yeah. And then uh, me and my wife are still happily married right now too, <laughs> after this many years. So nice. Um, that's actually a life-changing event where it kind of leads me to something more solid, something okay. more hands-on, and something that I can really learn and grow from. Okay. So the mindset changes, right? Back then, I was thinking, hey, you know what? Let's be like Mark Zuckerberg. Let's be like Elon and you know, <laughs> like just start up something from the ground up. And yeah. after failing a million times, maybe I can land um, a big, big panel, right? Yeah. But then I feel like the lack of knowledge, the lack of experience in just being in business, managing business was actually the reason why we failed here at. So I learned, really learned from the failure of the business. And I was like, hey, you know what? Because now I'm married to, I need to have something like hands-on I can learn from. Let's start yeah. from the ground up. So that's how I was looking at the education industry. I was looking at the franchise. So because, again, there are, from my understanding, there are a couple of ways to lead to entrepreneurship. Um, mm -hmm. But my two ways that I know the best is if you are in the industry for a long time, you know the experience, you know how to deal with the customer, you know how the system works, you can, you know, quit the job and start your own business, basically sure. a coffee shop and then, you know, do it better. Sure. Right. That's yeah. one way. Another way is that starting learning from the industry elite industry right. um, best, which in this case, I chose that way is that, yes, I know that there's going to be franchise fees. There's going to be cost associated with it, but that's basically equal to the cost, the time, the, the time cost that you are actually having, having to um, work for, work for someone. Right, so I chose right. the different paths. I'm like, hey, you know what? Let's let's go into the uh, the franchise um, industry and let's explore yeah. what kind of uh, what kind of franchise I want to do and education specifically. So that's why sure. I ended up with the franchise I'm I'm offering right now. So that's awesome. Um, you might want to ask, hey, Tony. Um, so you know, you're gonna have human resource. You're gonna have the the funding as well, right? You only have the capital sure. as well. So where did you actually get the Funding from. So, sure. um, again, I wanted to be ultimately transparent. Uh, during my four years of university, you know, a lot of kids, all of us have OSAP, right? Okay. So, we have OSAP, we have, um, we have, so this long story short is that we have grants from OSAP. Okay. A lot of us would use that grants to buy new laptops, even some, some, I know some of my friends buy new cars and go on, <laughs> go on vacation and stuff like that. And because back then I was working in TD, Right. I had some of my own personal saving. Okay. And also, one of my colleagues told me, hey, Tony, invest in the marijuana stock. <laughs> I have no idea what that marijuana stock market is. Again, this is by chance. It's just my pure my luck, right? Yeah. So I put all my OSAP grants into that. Mm -hmm. Back then, it was called CGC. I believe it's Canopy Grows Corporation. Okay. Then when um, it, it becomes the bigger corporation called WEED, literally Weed. And okay. when Canada legalized marijuana, I had my first bucket of gold <laughs> from my OSAP. Right. So right. I would tell you that, um, maybe we can summarize that later, is that when you're, when you're in university, even you know, after university for the first um, couple of years you're working, be frugal, save and invest in right. a good way so that you can have your first bucket of gold or capital to start off yeah. your own empire. Because just yeah. having your brain, having a relationship or network is not enough. 
You yeah. have to somehow find your first cap bucket of gold, and that gold can be find can be from anywhere. Just everything has to be within the legal sphere. As long yeah. as that's that's it, you can hey you can. I'm I'm just gonna say you can drive Uber to <laughs> save your bucket of gold. Um, yeah. You can work for someone day and night, save your first bucket of gold. After five, six years, you save enough, and that's your first lump sum. And if you're so urged to enjoy a life, buying a luxury product, buying a luxury cars, or you know, a luxury real estate, that's not smart. Mm. I would even rent and put my money into a business or an investment or a real estate, yeah. other than putting my money into the consumption or having more debt for myself. So I think sure. that's one of the um, the smartest thing I've ever done is to leave frugal during that period of time and use whatever I have to to initiate my first um, business or the first yeah. money making machine. That's awesome. I think that's one of the most important lessons that uh, young folks need is learning how to manage their, their money, yes. right? So as you said, live, live frugally, mm -hmm. uh, learn about investments, like whether it's stocks, whether it's uh, uh, real estate or, or, or anything or a business, mm -hmm. right? Make investments instead of cars and, I don't know, vacations and uh, whatever, concert tickets and things like that, right? <laughs> you can, those experiences are great, yes. uh, but oftentimes, if you really want to get ahead, mm -hmm. uh, invest and hopefully, like someone points you to a bucket of gold, mm -hmm. but be careful because not all buckets of gold are created equal. That's right. Because <laughs> I know that some folks uh, would have done something similar for, let's say, crypto, right? Yes. So if you got in at the right time, you made a lot. If you got in at the wrong time, you, you lose a lot. lot. Exactly. Right? So, so just be careful about that. Mm -hmm. uh, but again, just learn how money works and investment, I think, is a huge lesson. That, yes. I mean, the schools don't do that great of a job. So if you can surround yourself with like-minded friends, get some resources or, or what have you. There's so many out there that I encourage folks to learn. And especially podcasts uh, like that, man, <laughs> I, I really mean it. Um, one of the greatest uh, education that um, we can have is listen to other people sharing their sure. experiences and ideas. Just like um, you, Luki, you have created this platform for other people to learn. So this is definitely, it's, it's great beats, right? So I'm definitely encouraged. I definitely encouraged a lot of people to watch your podcast as well. <laughs> Sounds good. So, so thanks for the uh, word of endorsement, Tony. And as we kind of close off the, the podcast, mm -hmm. if you wanted to share some additional swipe, the stuff I wish I knew earlier, I know you shared a lot uh, throughout the, the journey, whether it be uh, getting some financial advice or mm -hmm. uh, surrounding yourself with uh, s smart people, um, or even sometimes turning the perspective from from like something horrible into something that that that's helpful, mm -hmm. um, and even the, no dream too small or too big. Uh, what whatever the slogan was, <laughs> I don't think I said it properly. But what are some other uh, piece of advice that you'd have for your younger self, mm -hmm. uh, or that you'd want to emphasize if if you've already shared some of it? Mm -hmm. So um, one of the most important thing that I've learned over the past few years is. You need to read, period. Mm, okay. Right. So I wasn't back then. I wasn't a kid that who loved um, who loved reading, and I actually disliked reading. It's boring. I mean, eventually okay. boring, right? Okay. Um, so there are two ways that I feel like, well, actually three ways, to know the knowledge or know the experience. First is by experiencing it. 
right? Mm. You do it for a longer time. You have that knowledge. You know it. Second is by having a mentor. For example, like Luki, yeah. you are able to teach. You're able to showcase a lot of experiences, a lot of valuable advices. The third way is reading, because when you're reading, you're actually you're actually reading a lot of great minds, a lot of great success stories, and you can have countless experiences shared to you just in one glance. Buy a Kindle, right? If you don't have you don't you don't have the ebook, buy the actual paper book. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to have the paper book. Listen to audibles, right? All these, yeah. and including podcasts as well. And I, I, I can't tell you how many great podcasts, podcasts about real estate investment, about business, mm-hmm. um, business I've listened to. And it just, all of them, maybe one of them, two of them is not that good. But if you're accumulating all the experiences, all the knowledge that you have acquired from the uh, podcast, from the book, from the audiobooks and everything, it just, it's tremendous to yourself. So yeah. if it's if I were younger, let's say 14, 13, if I were to write a note to him, I'll be like, "Hey, you read right now." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I would definitely want to mention that um, one of the books that actually kind of opened my, my eyesight too. I believe a lot of people okay. actually read it too. It's called uh, "Reach That Coordinate" by Robert okay. Kiyosaki. Yeah. Um, Kiyosaki. This yeah. is one of the greatest book I've ever read. Read, and this is really my um, the starting, like the starting book for me to understand money, understand assets, mm-hmm. understand real estate, and understand business as well. So definitely recommend right. everyone to just grab a copy. So even right now, I sometimes buy paper copies and give it to my staff because <laughs> um, some of my staff they're just um, university kid or high school kid, right? So sure. I wanted to. You know, Influence them. I just told them, "Hey, you know, read a book. I know probably you won't read it, but at least I give it to you. Read it. If you want to have some, sure. uh, if you want to share some knowledge, let me know. We can have a we have a, can, can we can have a conversation to that, right? So that's the first thing. So definitely, reading is the greatest thing that um, human being can do, right? Sure. Okay. And the second thing that I'm um, that I wish I, I know um, when I was um, younger um, is that always develop yourself first, hmm. right? So um, the nice stuff, the nice clothes, luxury brands, you know, um, all the physical stuff, that's just for show. That's to right. change other people's perception of you. But really, you can tell whether you have the knowledge or not, whether you have the, uh, the power or not. Right. For um, a human being, I, I feel like the greatest power you can have is the self-development and the self-discipline to develop for yourself. So always work on yourself first. This is not only um, limited to, you know, physically, right? You can build muscles, but it's also related to mentally, spiritually, and financially, right? Mm -hmm. We're living in a world where we need all these aspects to build a human character. And then I just, I wish that I was younger. I'm starting, I started to realize that, hey, you know what? I want to build myself first, maybe mentally yeah. first, spiritually then, physically then, and then financially. So I would say that sure. financial always comes last. You have to always build you as a human character first. You have to make, right. you have to make yourself likable. People want to be associated with you, right? People yeah. feel fun when they're with you. People feel excited. Hey, I see Tony today again. Great. I'm going to do some great things with him. So, um, and last but not least, um, 
that that's actually married early. Okay. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm always say, saying this as a, as a joke as well. Um, but I really benefited from the marriage, from my marriage a lot. My, my wife has helped me tremendously over the past few years. He's, I, I, I don't know, like I wouldn't be the Tony I am without her. Yeah. So that's the last one is really a joke. But <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's completely serious. I mean, but marry early if you find the right you person. Got it. You I, got I would it. put that, that caveat, like don't marry for the sake of marriage. Yeah, you got it. I think there's a lot of wonderful insights in there. And, and if we kind of go back, so obviously, yeah, marry if you find the right person, mm-hmm. right? But take your time if you don't find that. Uh, developing yourself first. I'm, I'm reminded of like the typical airplane announcements where like you put your mask on first before others. Yes. Because when you take care of yourself, it just makes it so much easier 100%. to take care I of totally other people around yes. you. Yeah. And, and I'm reminded of another quote that says, uh, in life, you get paid in two things, mm-hmm. experience and money. Mm-hmm. You take the experience first and then the money will come. That's right. So that's, in, in essence, investing yourself as well, where sometimes the experience uh, is at the loss of nice new clothes, nice new car, nice new whatever. You got it. <laughs> but that will compound on itself later. And then the, the last part about the reading, I think, is, is quite interesting, where I recall there's like a, a story of like Warren Buffett and like Bill Gates where they were asked like what is the one uh, superpower that you'd want and and they both said like speed reading. Speed reading. There we <laughs> right? go. Mm-hmm. Because it's consuming a lot of the information and I remember someone comparing it to if you recall the movie The Matrix. Oh yeah. Uh, back in The Matrix the, the, he would like download something and he says oh I know kung fu right. <laughs> but if you think about it someone might take like ten years five years to write a book. And in, I don't know, maybe a week and a half, you can learn the equivalent of 10 years in a week and a half. Okay. So that's, well, not exactly as fast. That's, <laughs> that's why I thing. highly recommend Audible. Yes. Again, I'm not, um, yeah. I'm not under any sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> Audible allows yeah. you to go, I believe, up to four, um, four times the speed. So right now, sure. when I listen to a book, it's almost always three times or twice. Right. Wow. So okay. yeah. the three times can give you the information like blah, 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 inside. Yeah. And then when you are having a period of time that you're just listening to the book, you're dedicated to it and you can just yeah. punch in the information to you. And I, I'll tell you that most of the time, if you just read it one time, you, yeah. you can grasp the major information. But if you think that this book is worse for you to listen to it twice, you read it again in this time, yeah. even faster speed. In this case, you're yeah. catching the small little details that you miss for the first time. So that's how, I mean, this sure. is how I read right now. When I drive, because it's a long distance for me to go to work. When I drive, I listen. When I work out, I listen. Sometimes I have, I have my free time. I also listen to um, for reading. Yeah. I read paper. I like paper books. I actually don't like mm. the, uh, I don't like the digital version. So I do paper books or audibles. That, that's amazing. And I was chatting with someone else where like reading is the one true like human thing that you can do because no other uh animal on the planet can read you got it <laughs> well as far as we know who knows who knows yes. maybe maybe dolphins can <laughs> <laughs> they have their own secret uh, language or whatever mm-hmm. but uh that's really the, the true human thing you can do so to have the human experience now it's interesting with uh, a lot of the new technologies and things like that um like people don't really write but you still always need to read yes, right? that's right um, so def- definitely lo- lots of food for thought in there and uh Wondering if you could share a little bit about some of your future aspirations. What can we look forward to hearing from you? And then maybe where can folks reach out if they want to connect with you? Okay, so 
I wouldn't say really uh, it's a future aspiration, right? Um, <laughs> my so my main goal in the future um, is to be um, able to. So that's that's the little goal for, for my for myself is to able to manage a company that has at least a hundred employees. Okay. I want to have a big corporation that I'd be able to provide provide full time jobs. I'd be mm-hmm. able to accomplish my goals and deliver okay. whether a service or product to my clients and customers and brands is under my name. So mm-hmm. as you can tell that most like the three major things I'm doing, two of them are franchise. I'm basically, yeah. I'm, st- I'm still on the learning path, right? Although yeah. I'm managing business, I'm still on a learning path. I'm borrowing other people's brand. But only yeah. the real estate part, it's our own name. Yeah. yeah we call it Mumu Realty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, it's actually me, my brother, and my wife. We're three people having, having this cooperation together. So our final goal okay. is that we want to be able to custom design, custom build, mm-hmm. So that's, that's our final goal. We want to get into the real estate business and we want mm-hmm. to get into, and we are already in the business and we want to be able to scale and do better in this industry because, hey, um, everyone needs a roof on the, over the head, right? And then Canada right yeah. now is having, Canada right now is having a lot of um, problem with the housing market, housing market as well. Sure. So in the future, yeah. I believe that housing is still going to be a concern. So this is an industry. I mean, definitely technology, definitely um, you know pharmaceuticals, all this industry. We as human beings, we need. But just in the foreseeable future, when I see that the real estate market, the real estate um, business will be the business um, that I'm going to go into. So that's my future aspiration. That's awesome. And if folks want to reach out and connect with you, where, where should they head to? So. Um, Normally, I use text message. I actually use Instagram <laughs> less. I use social media very, very, very occasionally now because most of okay. the time I put faster communication just a call or text message. Okay. Yeah. So they can, they can reach out me um, on my phone number or email me anytime. I'd be more than happy to answer any questions or get connected. Sounds good. So we'll put all that information in the show notes. And uh, thanks so much, Tony, for sharing your journey. And obviously, there's a lot more to, to come. And hopefully, folks will take a look at uh, Mumu Realty for <laughs> their real estate and housing needs of course. Uh, out there. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to hearing more about your journey. And uh, hopefully, we'll have you back for a future episode. No problem. Thanks so much, Lucky. Thanks, Tony. Take Bye. care. Thanks for joining us on the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found this podcast. And if you can give us a review, that would be very appreciated. Feel free to contact me on LinkedIn at Luki Danu, L-U-K-I-D-A-N-U, and the same on most social media platforms. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye.